Well, I'm very excited that we are able to welcome so many with us tonight for this special feast day for our parish, and in particular, to get to welcome back your friend and mine, Father Darren Balky, parochial vicar at St. Leo's in Winston-Salem, and of course, our former seminarian. One of uh, my brother priests was giving me a hard time recently that we don't have as many seminarians as we used to, and I said, yeah, they keep getting ordained, you know, so it's just, it's a good problem to have, right? So it's wonderful. Also, to get to welcome back our seminarians, Matthew Harrison and Noe Sufuentes, to have them with us as we celebrate this beautiful day. It's such a good thing, and of course, all of you. You know, it's one of those things I was saying to my mom before the Mass, because she's here tonight. It's wonderful. So, Mom, I have no idea how many people are going to come. It could be you, me, Dad, and Flora, and that's it. I have no idea. But it's just so good that we get to be here in our beautiful church to celebrate the anniversary of the dedication. And as I was meditating on this, and I apologize, I didn't have more time to sort of like write it down and put it all together. So you're going to get kind of like the jumbled reflections that I've been having the last couple of days in the midst of Sunday Masses, funerals, and O Antiphon programs. But what I've been thinking a lot about is a big, beautiful church in Spain that many of you have probably heard about, and almost more famous than the church itself is the roads that get there, the various Caminos de Santiago. And the church is called Santiago de Compostelo. It's pretty famous, and if you've ever heard of, you know, the way or things like that, people who go over to Europe to backpack and do this, this trip. Actually, I think Matthew Harrison did that once, right? Didn't you do that? Yeah, he sure did. So he's one of the people who's done it. I didn't do the trip, but I've been to the church, so I cheated. But, it, I mean, it's an impressive church. It's an amazing place. And that second half of the name, Santiago, means St. James, and De Compostello means the field of stars. And, I mean, what a beautiful title to have, right? Now, now the city has really grown, grown up in a big way because it's such a famous church that people have been coming to for so long, including St. Francis of Assisi and several other you know, just very important figures of the church. So as it grows in popularity, the town grows in popularity too. So it no longer has this field all around it where you can look up at the stars. People still do the pilgrimage though and they get to see this big beautiful basilica. You may have noticed tonight that our opening hymn was Creator of the Stars of Night, one of my favorite Advent hymns that we get to sing in evening prayer. And I asked Flora to pick that for the opening uh, hymn this evening because... I think we're so blessed out here on Lumen Christi Lane, which means the light of Christ, to get to see the stars of night so often. You know, so often when we're pulling up here, getting ready for 8 a.m. Mass, the great star that is the sun is gradually rising on the horizon just behind me. Or the other night when we were processing out after the 4.30 Mass, the sun was setting on the other horizon. You know, and to be able to come out to this beautiful area and look up, you know, at the stars of night, to remember that our Creator has given those to us, that He's constantly giving us many, many ways to remind us of His love for us. And as beautiful as Santiago de Compostelo is, I remember on one of those trips, and it's been when I've gone to Fatima that I've gotten to go there because Spain and Portugal are right next to each other, 
And I remember being in the Basilica of Our Lady of the Holy Rosary in Fatima and praying in, on one of those trips, kind of, you know, that hardship when you've only got a day or two left and you don't really want to go home. It was like our Blessed Mother was saying to me, it's okay, I'm there too. And from that moment on, that was when I kind of decided that I'm not going to just stay at the rectory to pray in our little house chapel anymore, that I would come to this church, into this building, to set up my little prayer corner over there. Because the fact of the matter is, I mean, he is present. And we don't have to go to the other side of the Atlantic to experience his presence. And he wants us to know all the time that as we live the pilgrimage that is, day-to-day life, that he is with us always. And how blessed we are that, yes, there are amazing churches to go see in Europe. There are amazing churches to go see in the Holy Land. But as we live out our own day-to-day pilgrimage, look at the beautiful place we have here. And you think about the history that's gone into, you know, the last more than 13 years to get to this point since the dedication. But all of the families that have contributed, all of the people that have put in so much, all of the experiences that have been had in this building, all of the experiences that have been taken from our day-to-day lives and brought into these walls to be in front of this tabernacle, to talk to him about what's going on. He who is the creator of the stars of night. To know that fact that he continues to shine down his love on us all of the time. And we have this place to continue to return to day in and day out, to know that he's with us always. And I'll tell you one other way that we're, we're very blessed, and I don't remember if we've ever actually gotten to celebrate this Mass before, the Mass of the dedication of the church on its anniversary, because, as many of you know, it's a busy time of year, right? I mean, I even said to Florida today, I'm like, you know, maybe in the future we'll try not to do the school Advent Christmas program on the same day as the dedication of the church. You know, I mean, it's a busy time of year. But the beautiful thing about the fact that it is the 19th of December is as long as it's not on a Sunday, we're always going to have these same readings. And it's almost like our Lord is giving us this gospel that we've heard many, many times about Zechariah and his going in to do service as a priest in the temple. The thing that always kind of strikes me about this, you know, is he's the one who is chosen to go and burn the incense, to go into the Holy of Holies, to step, you know, back behind the veil. And what is he thinking? What is he expecting to have happen? And the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, to say something like, okay, how shall I know this? How is this even possible? And I think we can definitely have some sympathy for Zechariah because even as we fulfill the Sunday obligation, even as we come back, do we ever expect to be amazed when we come into these beautiful four walls, when we come into the glory that is our own temple? Do we expect to encounter the living God? Do we expect him to say to us, your prayers have been heard? Because I know, you know, just like Zachariah, just like Elizabeth, we wait for a long time. We don't see everything happening right away. We keep living on in this pilgrimage that is day-to-day life. And it's one thing to hike across Europe for 30 days. It's another to live your vocation day in and day out throughout the years. And as we stop and we come into this place, do we kind of go about it as maybe Zachariah was? just kind of going through the motions. And I think a day like today 
that can help us out so much is to remember what we have here is an incredible gift from God. And to ask Him for the grace, as we said in the opening prayer, that we may offer You, Lord, pure worship. That we may come in with hearts that are excited to be here every time. And I don't mean just like i got to manufacture the emotions of excitement, but to come here knowing that the one who is loving me into existence, who is loving me in particular, individually, wants to call me into his presence, wants me to be there with him. The very one who created the stars of night, created the light that is in the midst of you, that he loves you, and he wants you to be here with him to let you know that he is answering your prayers, that he is with you, that he doesn't leave you alone in the midst of the pilgrimage. And a great sign of that is all of this, all of this that is here. And the beautiful thing too is Zachariah, and I know it's different between him and our blessed mother, which makes a lot of sense. He was not conceived without original sin. He needs some time to be quiet and reflect. And to think about that fact that we can come here and take the time to be quiet, to let our Lord unfold the mystery. And in kind of like the great irony that comes from this is not to spoil the story, but you should have read it by now because it's 2,000 years old. But you know, eventually, Zechariah is going to talk again. When he writes on that tablet, John is his name. And why I say it's ironic is because then what he says, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who's come to his people and set them free. His speech called the Benedictus is what we priests and seminarians and religious and those of you who pray the Liturgy of the Hours, we say those words of Zechariah every day. So after his time of prayerful calm, of his being quiet in the presence of the Lord, of realizing the fact that God answers his prayers, he speaks out and gives praise to the Lord. And those very words of his echo throughout the centuries to the point that we say them on our lips every single morning. And so to go with, with all of this, I think, is just to remember that fact that, yes, we are on a pilgrimage. We don't know exactly what is coming next. And it's so nice sometimes when we can take a little one, right, to go to Europe, to go to Spain, to go to these particular churches, like to say, St. Francis of Assisi came here. And that's an amazing thing. But all of you future saints are here every day. I mean, we have had the opportunity here to baptize our loved ones in that baptismal font. We've had the opportunity to give First Communion to our little guys and our not-so-little guys. Three of them received First Communion on Saturday, and it was beautiful. To see confirmation received, to say farewell to our friends as we bury them in our cemetery or bid them farewell in that last Mass. To see couples united in marriage right in this amazing place. To remember that fact that God is with us in our own little field of stars. To know that even though we've not dedicated to St. James, that's fine. Because quite frankly, I think we've done a little better. To think about the fact that we are dedicated to our Lord and his most sacred heart, which is beating with love for you and for me. And the great news for us is that it is really and truly present, beating with love for us in that very tabernacle, in this very place, our church, which was dedicated 13 years ago today. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, on this night, let's ask God, especially through the intercession of Zachariah and Elizabeth, to help us to stay faithful on our pilgrimage, to know that God does answer prayers, to have the ability, like Zachariah, to be calm, even to be quiet, 
and to meditate on all that our Lord has done for us, to continue to come back to him each day and then strengthened by our visit to this beautiful place on our pilgrimage to go out there into the world, especially right here in Rowan County, in our own parish territory, to go out there and give great praise and glory to the creator of the stars of night. Praise be Jesus Christ.